Welcome to the First Prez Podcast, which features the message from this past Sunday's worship. Our services are Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, 10, and 11 o'clock. You can learn more about First Prez at firstprezcos.org. All right, just a glimpse of some of the things. Yeah, yeah. You can see there's a whole lot going on around here with families and engaging in all kinds of things, everything from nursery to mops to children to students, uh, and we're just thankful for so many people who are doing such a great job. appreciate everybody who was involved in the video itself and for Brandon for putting it together for us as well. Well, today, I'd like for us to take just a few minutes to approach God's Word and take a look and listen to what God says regarding families. And so this morning we're looking at Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 18 to 21. If you have your Bible with you, I encourage you to pull that out or your device. We also have the words projected on the screens. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home. And when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. We are grateful for God's word. Amen. So how do you feel when you read instructions like that from the Bible. How are you doing or how do you feel like you have done in raising your kids in a godly way? You see, often when I hear these kinds of instructions, sometimes they come at me like a bunch of shoulds that I should be doing and oftentimes feel as though I don't measure up. Anybody have that feeling as a parent? We end up being kind of hounded by what youth ministry specialist Kara Powell calls the not enough monster. You know that monster, right? The not enough monster. The one who's always piling on those feelings of inadequacy. She's not the monster. But those feelings of inadequacy. Maybe uh, they, we don't spend enough time with our kids. This monster tells us, you know what, you aren't consistent enough, or you don't have enough of the right answers for your children. You don't really have what it takes, really what it takes to lead your family into a healthy, godly future. So many of us, I think, spend time listening to that not enough Monster. Anybody hear that voice kind of over your shoulder? Yeah. We all do. Because we all really want our families to look kind of like this. All right? Or, or maybe like, like this. Yeah. Look how nice. They're all smiling. Or, you know, especially we want our families to look like this. All right? They're in church. All right? There they are together. I remember uh, one point when our first son, Luke, was about two or three years old. We were living in Atlanta, 
and we had come here to Colorado Springs. I was doing some seminary classes in connection with Fuller at that time, and um, visited some friends here in Colorado Springs uh, for, at their home for dinner. And their daughter is about the same age as Luke, and we just love seeing the two of them play together. We always even talked about, you know, one day these two are going to end up being married to each other. And, uh, but we, we, Dawn and I, my wife and I, we were kind of in awe about how, how well Rachel was doing, their daughter, and how, how that was going for them. And we were feeling pretty good about our son Luke, too. I mean, he was coming along. He had his moments, of course, but we were feeling all right. So we had a lovely evening together. And then we go out, we make our way out to the car, and uh, we're still talking and saying our goodbyes with the other family. And I have Luke in my arms and I uh, open up the door, back door to our Honda Accord and I'm putting Luke into his car seat and I slam his head into the door frame of the car. Of course, screams of pain, tears, thankfully not blood, but a huge lump that ends up developing on Luke's forehead. And, you know, I just felt like, okay, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't. What a terrible parent I am. You know, someone once said that guilt is when we feel bad about what we do. But shame is when we feel bad about who we are. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can move from guilt even to shame when it comes to parenting. So where does the church come in? Does the church help us? Does the church kind of pile on even more feelings of inadequacy? Or is the church actually doing the opposite and saying, hey, listen, stop listening to that, that not enough monster. Because actually, you do have enough. You are enough. You have what it takes to be great parents. And it's not because anything that you have, but it has something to do with what the church is all about. That's the kind of church I want to be a part of. It's the kind of church that First Pres is endeavoring to be. In all that we do, especially in family ministries, we want you to know that you have what it takes. You are enough as a parent. Why? Because Jesus makes you enough. Our job is to remind you that what Jesus has done for you, because you trust in him and that he is for you and not against you, because you've been created in God's image and you are precious in his sight, because he bought you back at a tremendous price, because he has given you gifts not only to, for you to stay on track in your own relationship with God, but also the gifts that you're going to need to take that wheel and lead your children into a relationship with God. You can be confident that you have what it takes. You are enough. Amen? You are. So over the past several months, we have been uh, talking about this thing called Orange. Maybe you've heard it. We've been pilot testing it with our fifth graders. We've been using it with our middle school and high school programs. And starting this summer, we are going to be fully utilizing Orange in every level from nursery on to high school. But Orange isn't just kind of a curriculum choice. No, it's an approach. It is a way of thinking about family ministry. It's a strategy that's designed to help us help families in the best way possible. 
We're moving in this direction, not because, you know, well, it's the latest among fads. No, we are because we've noticed that the church doesn't often really help families to win when the not enough monster is telling them otherwise. And as Orange thinkers have pointed out, that church and families often see themselves as kind of two isolated entities who are charged with different responsibilities for families, and we end up falling short of what we could be doing. And here are just a few of the ways that we do that. The church, when we see ourselves, the family and the church as separate entities, the church forfeits its potential to have a greater influence on kids and on students' lives. Churches miss critical opportunities to meet the needs of unchurched parents in their communities. And communities then, in turn, perceive the church as being kind of institutional, kind of insulated, kind of, well, irrelevant. When the church is seen as kind of just a service rather than a partner for families, it can be characterized by superficial relationships, Productions or programs can end up being seen as the answer. If you just, if I drop my kid off here, you're going to fix her or fix him, right? Parents and leaders fail to teach the same truths sometimes in a synchronized, kind of consistent way. And maybe worst of all, when we see ourselves, the family and the church is so separate from each other, the parents avoid or even abdicate to the church the responsibility of being spiritual leaders for their families. So you're going to be seeing uh, some changes in the way that we approach family ministries in the days and in the months ahead. But any changes that we're making are happening in order to really foster this kind of a thing, where we are helping families to fully engage in how to grow in Christ with parents and children together. The thing is, is that we don't want as much as I remember when I was a youth leader, it was kind of nice to be seen as the hero in a child's eyes. As much as that's kind of nice for a student leader or a children's director to be seen that way, what we'd rather have is mom and dad seen as the hero in the eyes of their children, and especially when it comes to nurturing them in their faith. So let's look again at what the Bible has to say to us about parenting and training in God's word. What we've read comes from the book of Deuteronomy, as we had mentioned. It's a passage that comes in the midst of the wilderness experience of God's people who have been rescued out of slavery in Egypt, have been now given the Ten Commandments. But after these big ten are given, we find that there is actually an eleventh commandment that immediately follows. Did you know that? Yeah. This 11th commandment is given to, right to, us parents. Here it is. Teach your children. Let's look again at verse 18. God says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Fix these words of mine on your hearts and in your minds. Did you notice that this command, it comes in a plural form, right? It's hearts, it's minds. In other words, it's, it's for all of us. All of us are to be immersed in God's word, and that is to be our way of life. 
And so we do that in all kinds of ways at church, right? We, we do it by being a part of an adult discipleship community or a Sunday school or part of a life group or we do that in other Bible study groups or even in our personal quiet times and, and Bible studies. And so we are trying to fix God's word in our hearts and our minds. And then adults, as we do this, what are we then to do next? Here's the command. Verse 19, teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. We parents are to teach our children. And so when do we do that? Sometimes we can carve out pieces of time or family vacations or or a little bit of time on the weekend here or there. One of the founders of this Think Orange group is a guy named Reggie Joyner, who in looking at this passage from Deuteronomy, tries to put it in maybe modern terms for us. For us in this day, this means morning time, meal time, drive time, and bedtime. And so how are we doing with this command of teaching our children? Are we making the most of the time that we do have in our busy world with our children? Are we making the most of our time as we're getting our kids up in the morning or are we having breakfast together? Are we having dinner together? Those meal times, those times for interaction are so important. When we're driving, I mean, it seems like we're always driving, right? From place to place, especially with our kids and all of their activities. How are we using that time? And what do we do when our kids are getting ready for bed? What your family ministry leaders want to do is to partner with you families and help you to make the most of every time and even these important times. And we have all kinds of resources that we want to help you with that that tie right into what the kids are learning on Sunday morning or in youth group. These resources are, are designed to help you utilize those times with your kids. And then verse 20 reminds us that our homes need to be places that communicate that God is central to our lives and to our families. And so verse 20, we read, write them, these words of God, on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. In other words, our, wor- our, our homes should be surrounded by the word of God. Look around your house. Go home this afternoon and look around your house. What kinds of pictures are on your walls? What kind of music is playing as the the soundtrack of your lives? What television shows and videos are you watching with your kids? How can our homes begin to surround us with things that point us then to the word of God? Now, Are you starting to feel the guilt and shame already? Because I don't say this to kind of pile on. That's not what the church is, is, it needs to be doing. We don't want to, we don't want to bring that not enough monster back. I mean, I, I, I like a good adventure movie. I like classic rock and roll music just as much as the next guy, right? And I'm not particularly fond of those, some of those cheesy knickknacks that get marketed out to Christians. But... Can we begin to take this more seriously? Can we as a church commit to making our home environments where God's word serves as the foundation of who we are? 
And then lastly, in this passage, we find a promise. Look again at verse 21. So that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. You see it says, so that, right? So that. Friends, we're to do this 11th commandment of teaching our children we're supposed to do this by fixing God's word on our hearts and minds, making, then teaching our children about Jesus every chance that we get, and making our homes environments for discipleship so that our days and the days of our children will be everything that God wants them to be. Amen? Yeah. So what the Bible, God uses families to tell his story. Have you noticed that? It's all about families throughout Scripture. And here at First Pres, we are no different. God relates to people throughout time as family, the human race. As Tim mentioned a week ago, the great assembly. We're all a part of this family, all of us who worship him and desire to follow him with our lives. And let's face it, parenting can make us feel like we are losing a good bit of the time. But... If we remain committed to doing what God is calling us to do, we are going to find that, oh yeah, we do have what it takes. As followers of Jesus, we aren't losing. No, we are winning. And that's why Family Ministries here at First Pres exists, to help you and your family win to help bring you to that promised land of a lasting relationship with God for you, for your children, for future generations. Friends, great things are ahead of us here at First Pres. Let's move toward let's move forward together. Can we do that, family? We all have an important part to play in each other's lives. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we are so grateful for your word. And we are so grateful that because of who Jesus is, because that we are made right with you, we can be assured that we are enough, that we have enough, that we have what it takes to be the best parents, the best family that you would want us to be. So Lord, we ask that as we celebrate Family Ministry Sunday today, that it be more than just a a one Sunday emphasis, but that this would stick with us and be something that drives us in all that we do with families. And for people, not only with children in the homes, but all of us who are part of the First Press family, we pray that we would see the part that you would have us to play in all of this. Pray in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the First Prez podcast. If you would like more information, you may visit our website at firstprezcos.org.